Why settle for just living a good life? When you can live a life optimized to achieve your human potential, learn all the hacks that will transform your life from average to extraordinary. Welcome to Life Optimized with functional medicine expert, Dr. Neil Palvin. Hello, and welcome to another new episode of the Life Optimized Podcast. We help you optimize your life, health, business, and mind. And we are found on all social media at Life Optimized Pod. And you can find information at Dr. Paulvin on all social media and like us on YouTube. And we have a really cool, easygoing, but also really informative episode today. We're joined by Pam Gold, who is the textbook version of a multi-hyphenate at this point. So we're going to go through it from the beginning to now here. So Pam Gold was is the founder of Portal Fitness. Uh, it was New York's first biohacking fitness space. Uh, it, it, she is the author of Find More Strength, Five Pillars to Unlock Unlimited Power and Happiness. And she has an upcoming book coming out, Timeless in Less Time, 12 Weeks to Optimize Fitness for Life. She was also the creator of Peace Power Parenting, an online course to support conscious parenting. She is an expert in integrative physical and mental and energetic fitness. She's an expert in minimal effective dose fitness and biohacking. She grew up on her family's farm in upstate New York. She graduated from Yale uh, and then entered the business world where she was part of an IPO at 24. So first part of the multi-hyphenate right there. Then... She decided to enter the fashion business as a right hand to the entrepreneur, Josie Natori. And then she left that work for like, the workforce to join a start a family. She co-founded the West Village Parents. And then after that, she then went back and started what was Hacked, which is now Portal, which is, again, one of the first and only biohacking space in New York City. And it is now, she's now partnered with Formation based in Dubai with Two locations coming in two locations coming to New York City with further expansion planned in the next year or so. So yeah, lots going on. A lot of stuff there. Yeah. So I, what I love about you, I've known you for years, is the fact that you have combined your love for meditation and and mindset to the corporate world and you understand that mindset as well as fitness but what you've done with fitness is kind of spun it around is it's not how to do fitness and you have to do 90 minute sessions all the time you can help people get their maximal fitness in the shortest amount of time which is a win on both ends so what kind of inspired the journey initially and where are you going and then we'll go deeper diving from there so I think ever since I was little, I've had this drive just to make the most of life. I just, my mom was sick when I was young and, you know, I lost some people when I was young. And so that kind of gave me that perspective. And I just loved life. I really enjoyed life. I think growing up on a farm, you just kind of connect with, you know, the seasons and things growing and there's just, you know, kind of a natural connection there. And so I was always driven to be my best. I was kind of the classic overachiever. Like you said, I, I went to Yale and did kind of the corporate thing. It was really when I became a mom that there was this this kind of shift where I kind of awoke to the fact that it was really, really important 
to make sure that I was my best because it wasn't just for me anymore. Now it was kind of for my kids. And so that was a pretty big defining moment where I did a lot of the deeper work, led to the meditation, led to kind of the fitness journey where I got myself in really good shape physically, then mentally and spiritually. And I started helping other people as well. And right around that time, I also went back to work, not in the bio, <laughs> running a behavioral therapy-based food and weight business. And then so suddenly as a, as a mom, I was lucky if I had 20 minutes a day to work out. And I used to have, you know, a few hours as a, as a personal trainer helping other people. So that's really when I started researching the biohacking modalities and learned about some of the more efficient, effective protocols where I could get the same results that I was currently getting over hours and hours in a week in as little as 20 minutes a week, which is about how much I work out now. 20 minutes a week. It's pretty efficient. So we're going to get into that pure prior listing. Now we're saying there's no way that I can be like Pam, live 20 minutes a week and get the same benefits. We're going to go explain that in a minute. So before we get to that, though, how there ha again, you mentioned everything. You have a job, you have children. There are a lot of people listening in that same boat where they just can't, they have to learn how to balance everything. So is there underlining or practice or tent that people have to have like one or two pieces of infrastructure to optimize, A, take the time for themselves, both mentally, be it meditation, and also to make sure that they're getting that gym time because it provides so many benefits. And then they can learn about, okay, I'm, then I'm going to go to Portal and play with all these cool little toys that look really fun and help me out. Extra. I mean, I think the first thing for all of us is the self-awareness. And it's hard because most of us weren't raised to, to really be self-aware. We were raised inadvertently or on purpose to kind of not listen to ourselves. Even even now that you're, you're a new dad, which is exciting, you're going to be going through potty training at some point. But it really starts at potty training where it's like, don't listen to your body. We want you to go to the bathroom when we're telling you to, as opposed to just going to the bathroom when you naturally have to go to the bathroom. So really, really at an early age, we're conditioned to not listen to our bodies, not listen to our feelings. Our feelings can really get in the way of things. And so when you asked, is there kind of a, a fundamental practice, a foundational practice that kind of underlies everything, it really is starting with self-awareness and listening to what your body, mind, and heart are telling you. Because every day, especially as a busy person or a parent, every day is going to present new challenges. And so we need to learn to listen to ourselves in that moment to figure out what is right for us. If we're looking around at everyone else and trying to listen to what everyone else thinks is right for us, we're never, ever going to feel like we have the balance that we need. So we have to learn to really listen and trust ourselves, which is, that's a, that's a pretty big, pretty big ask. And the second piece of that, one of the ways that I got better at that is by making time to meditate. I started getting up a half an hour earlier than my kids, which when they're little could be like 5 a.m. So it's not easy. But carve out time where you can sit in silence and rewire your brain to be able to notice the subtle cues that oftentimes there's too much noise to really hear. I totally agree. I think as I get older and a lot of people are getting older now and as there's all these pundits and kind of pundits on social media is I agree completely with what they're saying is that you need to get all the negative voices out of your life. Don't you don't need to be doing the workout you see on Instagram. It doesn't mean what your trainer wants you to do. It's what you feel comfortable. It makes you feel good both mentally and physically. Because you're you have to answer for yourself. No, nobody else and you don't have to copy be anybody else. So I hear this all the time, and I know you're really into it. So when people say, I can't meditate, mm -hmm. what can they do to 
try to at least feel it, sure. feel the benefit. And I, I always ask people who are, who are really big meditators, to you, what is the minimum amount of time that I need to spend meditating a day to get the positive benefits? Sure. So it's very, very common to hear I can't meditate. I, I too, was one of those people that thought I couldn't meditate and that it, I didn't need to. Like some people like swimming for fitness, and I'm not a swimmer who wants to get wet, get in the pool, get their hair wet. That'd be me. I, so, yeah. So anyway, it's I thought that was how meditation was. So I was one of those people that thought that meditation was just not for me. So first of all, whenever we say I can't about anything in life, we want to smile and soften around that um, because any I can't, we want to reframe it to either I choose not to or I don't prioritize it or I haven't yet learned how to. And in the case of meditation, if we say I can't meditate, it's because we haven't yet learned how to. And oftentimes what we think success is when it comes to meditation isn't actually what success is when it comes to meditation. So the second thing you asked me was how long do you need to meditate to get the benefits. In the beginning, and what really cracked the code for me, it was literally a one-minute meditation. And a simple one-minute meditation, and as I say that, I'm touching my fingers because it's one of the things that I learned from a variety of teachers just to help us get into our body and into the present moment, to take one minute to take five breaths. And you can say a mantra, like, peace begins with me. And just do it for a minute. A minute is enough to change your life and change your day. Now, when you get up to 18 minutes just to plant that seed, that's when things get really magical because the other piece of learning to meditate is kind of knowing the stages. And people don't talk about this that much, but I learned about it when I went to yoga school. The first stage is withdrawing your attention away from your senses. So you're simply going to bring your attention away from your five senses, the external world. And you're going to start to notice, be in the witness seat of your thoughts, your feelings, any physical sensations in your body, but you're bringing your attention into a deeper place of witnessing those things. The second stage is you're concentrating with effort. So you're keeping your attention in one place with effort. And some people may spend their whole lives meditating at that stage. But you know that at some point, just like as a kid learning to ride your bike with training wheels, at some point you're going to be able to do it without the training wheels. And that's the next stage of meditation where it becomes effortless for us to keep our attention in one place. And at that point, we can relax into it and not try. We can relax and simply be. And that's when it becomes really you know, easy for these higher states of consciousness to open for us. And it is worth it. Oh, I mean, I, I've learned, again, 10 years ago, I would never believe I would meditate or journal. And now I, it's like, I like doing it. I wish I could do it more. As you mentioned, I have a, a newborn at home. So it takes a little bit of time, but meditation works when as much as I can get it. So we, we have the, the mindset and kind of that ethereal type space. And then we now going to jump into the biohacking space, which is kind of almost the opposite, very data-driven, tech-driven, and competitive-driven a little bit. So explain to you, from your perspective, what is biohacking, especially in the female space? Because there's not as many, and there's a lot of men who talk about biohacking, Ben Griefel, Peter Tia, so on and so forth. There's not a lot of prominent female voices in the space. You're one of them. So explain how you view biohacking and how you kind of incorporate it in your life. And then we're going to talk about how you can maximize your fitness and work out 20 minutes a week because I need to hear this one. Yeah. So to me, biohacking is simply optimization. Anything that we can use 
to improve the results that we're getting biologically in our lives. And so it literally can be something as simple as, and we had a conversation with Josh Holland, who I think you're friends with as well. He's like, yeah, just turning on a light switch is biohacking because you're using the latest technology to improve your sight. So as silly as that sounds, to me, biohacking is a term that's become very polarized and people have feelings about it, but it really is just about finding better and better ways to optimize. So it's very simple and it's all about evidence. It's all about results. So there's nothing at all negative. There's nothing at all cheating or taking away from some future self because these are all evidence-based. It has to be sustainable. It has to be functional. It has to be adaptable or it doesn't actually get the results for the long term. Biohacking is not cheating. It's not skipping steps. It's not like, okay, I'm not going to eat well, but I can biohack my way to A, B, or C. I'll get drunk and then I'll get an IV. I just biohacked my, no. (laughs) No, no. It's it's a maze of optimizing. It's a nice add-on to what you're doing in your your basic life. It's like smarter. You're being more intelligent and more precise. And the bio-individualization, as I know you know, is critical because we're all different. It's nothing is one size fits all. So- that's important, yes. What Again, what you see on TV or so Instagram is not what you have to be doing. Do what you want to do, what feels good for you, because otherwise you're going to just set yourself back. So now, I mean, it's amazing the last seven, eight years how biohacking and fitness have like just blown up completely. There used to be a couple little things out there. Now you have a whole two-floor space that's specializing in it. So how do how – do, does biohacking now mix with fitness? Where are we, where are we heading? Well, I think that whenever we are able to take the latest research and the latest technology and then combine it with our bio-individualization, so we're able to get real-time feedback from our bodies and from the equipment to then optimize the program over time. And so for me, you know, there's there's a couple pieces of the puzzle. Obviously, you've you've been to Portal, so you know on the strength training side, we use the ARX, which is computerized strength training where you can always see in real time how much work you're doing and you're able to choose how quickly or slowly the machine is moving, you can choose what you want to do, and you can then track over time how your body is adapting to the workout. And same thing with the Carol bike, which is our cardiovascular trainer that uses artificial intelligence to always be adapting the resistance that you're going to get as a rider in these two precise 20 second sprints. And that's how they're able to get you to glycogen depletion twice, which is the equivalent of a 45 minute jog. But instead of 45 minutes, you can just hop on the bike and under five minutes, get the same result. And then you can track how your body is adapting because you're going to get fitness scores and some VO2 max, um, you know, assessments that are, you don't necessarily have to do a full VO2 max because they have assessments built in, but since they've got your power and they've got your heart rate, you can see how your body's doing. And then the Proteus, of course, is our physical, like the functional fitness trainer where it's strength, stability, and then also power. And again, that's all computerized. So you're seeing week over week how your body is responding to the training from an output perspective. So, And I've experienced, I think all of that, except for Proteus, but this explained to people who are listening and are watching. ARX can is first of all, it looks a lot harder than it actually is, and sometimes and sometimes the other way around, where it's actually harder than you think it's going to be. It's some some combination of both there, but you can it's it's not it's somewhat similar, I guess, to some of the machines, but it's much more. How, why is it? I guess the best question is why is ARX different than me going to Equinox or what a high end gym and just lifting sure. their Nautilus machine or whatever. 
Sure. So since ARX is an isokinetic machine, that means that it's moving through space at a certain rate of speed. At no point is the machine giving you weight or giving you resistance. The machine's just moving. And it's up to us to move against or with the machine where we're creating the resistance. So instead of us holding weight, we're creating resistance. And since we're the ones creating it, we're able to allow our body to find a sweet spot of max work at the different moments of the range of motion. And we can lower about 30% more weight than we can lift. Normally, there's no safe way to train that way. And we can lower a lot more weight kind of when we're more at the extension phase. And normally, there's no way you can do that. But having these micro times under tension in a very safe, safe way gives us a much quicker, more precise, efficient, effective, adaptive response. We're going to build muscle. We're going to build strength and endurance in a very, very quick once a week workout. And how long is it? Usually about what? 30 minutes with a trainer. You'll do about 12 minutes of time under tension. And it's a full body. You could do full body? Or full body. Yep. And now is it working like the small, like I know, is it somewhat simulate the small stabilizer muscles when you're doing whatever body part that you're doing? Yeah. So if you do the big five, you have your prime movers, your secondary movers, and then the stabilizer muscles. And all of them are critical because when you're holding really, really high levels of weight, everything is working and your heart rate gets up too. And can anybody, can the person who's getting back to the gym who's do this, get the same benefits that somebody who's a high end, who's been lifting for 20 years, can they both benefit from using the ARX? Yeah, the ARX will meet someone exactly where they are because actually we're the ones meeting the machine exactly where we are. And so whether you're rehabbing an injury, whether you've been out of shape and want to get back into it, or if you're someone focused on peak performance and wants to kind of crack a plateau, um, all the, everybody will benefit from this. And mentioned the, the cow bike. That that one doesn't seem to have as much publicity for some reason. I want to kind of I've done it. It's the coolest and also a little has a little weird idiosyncrasies to it. It'll say you're riding the bike just like anything else. And then you still say you're being chased by a tiger in a forest. And you it motivates you in this very peaceful but crazy way at the same time. And like you said, I've done, I mean, I'm a long distance runner. My aerobic part is great. It's my I have a bad shoulder, my lifting part's not good. And I am tired after i do this six minute bike ride so that's again going back to what you initially had said you can get the same equivalent to what a 45 minute jog yeah. with a six minute ride on the bike and that is again biohacking is not cheating it's just doing it more smarter and more efficiently to get to the same result and i know carol has their own data where it says it can improve your vo2 max mm-hmm. where again anybody who's into health and optimization i know vo2 max is one of those key things that we're looking at yeah. Now, Proteus, I mean, Proteus is something that I see all the pro sports teams have. It's gotten a lot more publicity in the last couple of years. So explain a little bit what like what Proteus is and why I want to use Proteus versus some of the other tools that you mentioned. Sure. So the Proteus is like a 360-degree resistance trainer. So it's very similar to a feeling of moving through water. Uh, professional athletes love it because it's been shown to be much more effective in increasing someone's power and accuracy through a power movement. So like Patrick Mahomes, you'll see him training on it, doing rotation to kind of sti- uh, simulate him throwing the football. Now, I'm not a professional athlete and I will never be a professional athlete, but I love the efficiency of it because if you're moving through water, that means that you're getting resistance in all planes of motion. So even if you just think about a simple push-pull, you're getting resistance in both directions in one fell swoop. Think about a kettlebell swing and then a medicine ball slam all in one fell swoop. If you keep doing that over and over again for like 20 or 30 seconds, 
it kicks your butt really, really quickly. And you get a full body workout very, very efficiently. And it's all data driven. So it becomes gamified a bit. So if you are a little competitive, you can see week over week what your scores are. It's Again, if you've watched the quarterback miniseries on Netflix, you'll see Mahomes using the same device. So it, it, it's real. So I, I, which, again, we're talking about how fitness and training is evolving. And you've had pieces of equipment that I've used and have been promoted. So the other things out there, too, that are part of athletics and performing is the connection between your, the eyes, your hand-eye coordination, not just building muscle strength. So there's tools such as some uh, synaptic and other tools where patients, where people, again, more uh, higher in athlete side can optimize their health. So is that tools that you feel are, are helpful, beneficial? Should everybody be using those types of tools? Is that more fine-tuned to people who are higher-end athletes? Well, I think that as we age, all of us need to find a minimum effective dose exercise for pretty much everything we want to keep. Because one of the basic rules is use it or lose it. So we want to find ways that we can continue to use so we don't lose these functionalities. So I, I saw a research study once that um, ping pong was one of the best things that we can continue to do as we age for that um, hand-eye coordination. And so, you know, that's not a high-tech way you're not going to be measuring your ping pong skills, but simply playing ping, con- ping pong over the years as we age can be a great way of doing it. Um, there's also something called the brain gauge that I'm a big fan of. It kind of looks like a mouse. I don't know if you've ever done it at Portal. Um, but that kind of shows us our, our cognitive functioning in, across a bunch of different of the kind of the, I don't know the, the proper terminology, but all the important ways that your brain functions. This is making sure that it's, it's doing well. And when you're doing this assessment, it's also a trainer. And they actually just launched, um, a training mode where it is much more kind of gamified in terms of, you know, day over day, week over week. Are you doing your exercises and how are the scores? Because again, it's just use it or lose it. And I, you don't, everything doesn't have to be high tech and, we need to make sure that we have a very well-balanced um, approach to our physical and mental training. Exactly. So we talk, We mentioned throughout, okay, 20-minute fitness. We mentioned a bunch of tools. So I'm coming to you or my wife's coming to you first time. What should, let me rephrase it. So I'm somebody's out there who's listening is looking to how to do, do I get this 20-minute workout in and I only have to do it once or twice a week. Explain to them with some of the things that we've already discussed or anything else you want to add in there, what should they be doing or what should they be looking for? Well, at Portal, we have something called the Fit3D scan. So when someone first comes in, we do do this scan, which will give you a 360-degree picture of your body, your measurements, body composition estimates, resting basal metabolic rate estimates. So you have data for kind of a starting point. So whether you're at Portal or at home, you want to do everything you can to keep track of the important metrics. Muscle mass is one of the important metrics. A VO2 max estimation is an important metric. And there's a lot of ways to do that in a low-tech way. You can you can Google it and find a bunch. Um, but wherever you are, you want to have a starting point. And then you want to set a plan. You know, whether you're working with a personal trainer or you're coming to Portal, you want to make sure that you have like a six-week to 12-week plan. And then you see if it's getting the effects that you think it does. And it's really all about tracking and optimizing. So at Portal, obviously, we have all these super high-tech ways of doing it. And you always work with a personal trainer and all of that. But someone may not have access to all that. And there are ways that I, like I talk about in Timeless and Less Time, my forthcoming book, where you can do this without any of the high tech too. And then another question I always get is, okay, I'm in the gym. When should I start seeing noticeable changes? My clothes are going to fit better. I can go down to size. 
I'm going to be able to lift more weight. What do you tell your clients that come in there? When should I notice something? Uh, and you can't just, it's not gonna be the first day. Sure. And everybody is different, right? And I always say too, I'm like, are we talking about your sleep? Are we talking about your nutrition? Are we talking about your stress? Because those are three really big pieces of the puzzle that are going to impact how our body adapts to a fitness program. And so everybody's different. It has to do with where you're starting from. You know, if someone already is, is relatively lean and then they start working out and they start really eating healthy, you could see a difference in a week. Like for me, if I if I'm not being quite as um, you know healthy with my food and healthy with my with my choices, and I maybe for two weeks you know kind of just take a hiatus and then I get back on the horse, I will see a difference really quickly. So it's not impossible for someone to see a difference really quickly. And for most people, you want to tell yourself it's going to be 12 weeks. And 12 weeks is what you want to kind of get yourself prepared for. And if you're in any kind of muscle building program, which hopefully you are, you also need to be prepared that you may gain weight, but you want to look at the inches because muscle takes up less space than fat. And so you want to look at how your curves are coming back and the shapes are coming back, but you may weigh more in the beginning. Thank you for saying that because people concentrate sometimes on the wrong numbers or don't understand what's happening. They're like, I'm getting what's going on. And again, like you said, it's how you how the the whole big picture is not just that one number that people seem to focus on. I have patients. I think sometimes you can hyper focus on one thing and you lose kind of the whole, like you said, the whole big picture. So again, every it's cool. We were just talking about this before we started. It seems like every month there's a new piece of equipment that's coming out or some new toy that's coming out. Or So where do you see fitness and biohacking going over the next, let's say, year or so? Well, I think that there's always an opportunity for a new invention, a new piece of technology to come out that really helps us take things to the next level. You know, there's nothing that I know of right now that's about to come out in the next year where I anticipate anything to really, you know, really, really shift. I think that people will become more aware and informed about the technology and about the newer evidence-based practices that are more efficient and about recovery. And that's supporting the body's recovery and rejuvenation process supporting the body's sleep and stress adaptations will help their overall mental health. And if our mental health is better, our physical health will definitely be better as well. And so I do think that mental health will continue to be more and more of a primary focus. More people will be tracking their heart rate variability, HRV, so they know whether their body is under stress and they need to do more recovery time, maybe ease up on the workouts. Um, But that's what I think is going to continue to happen, that people are going to become more and more informed Formed about all of these opportunities. People are now are learning that they have to take care of their own health. That they're unfortunately, I don't know why, doctors are not talking to them about VO2 max. Doctors are not talking about HRV. They're not, again, even though unfortunately, they're not, unless it's the psychiatrist, aren't really engaging the mental health as we know now. Mental health is just so important. I think it's like 35% have some type of mental health issue going on right now, which is just way too much. And there's a lot of simple things before we have to put it on medicine to go there. Now you mentioned recovery and I love going to your place for recovery. I know. So what are the two or three things that people can do to help their body recover completely? 
Well, one thing, which I'm sure you've talked about before, is doing cold showers. I think that the benefits from a mental perspective and a physical perspective um, outweigh, outweigh the any potential risks or you know the, the fact that it is obviously very uncomfortable. So I think cold showers, you can do that at home. That's, that's easy, if not easy to do. Um, so that's definitely one. New Calm is both of our, one of our favorite things. You can do that at home as well. That'll help you get your brain into the desired mental states. There's a power not nap option. There's a focus option. There's an ignite option now that you can listen to before and during a workout. So New Calm is great. But again, like there's, there's natural things that we can do just being in nature, the sunshine, you know, feeling the grass under your feet calling someone that you love and tell them how much they mean to you. I mean, those types of recovery practices are super significant as well, and anyone can do them. And then the other thing that I'm sure you talk about a lot is just prioritizing sleep, that we really want to be as consistent as possible with our sleep. It makes it easier on our body to fall asleep, stay asleep, get high-quality sleep. Um, so those are the the non-techie ways that people can, you know, whether you can come to a portal or not, um, everyone should be focusing on those things. Exactly. You can. You don't need a five thousand dollar. I think it's like a thirty thousand dollar plunge in it. You can just go in your shower. Or I know people who go to this local Seven Eleven. They'll pay five dollars for a bag of ice, just throw it in their bathtub, and you can you can makeshift your own uh, cold plunge if you want to. Everything is figure outable. <laughs> exactly. You don't need to have all these cool gadgets if you don't want to or can't afford it. So I know you have the upcoming the book coming out soon. So as we kind of wind things down here. In the overall health, what haven't we talked about? What are a couple of things that people out there listening should do to help their, their health from inside and out? Yeah. So the inside out part, I think, is the most important to me. You know, I, I really want to encourage everyone to really pay attention to their heart, pay attention to what the heart is telling them. The heart, the mind, and the body are often disintegrated, where one is saying one thing, another is saying another, and then the third is like on a totally different track. In actuality, they aren't ever, ever separate. And if it feels like they are, that means that we really need to make time to sit and ask some tough questions. You said meditate, you said journal. Those are the things that really everybody, I implore <laughs> to start with because the energetic fitness, as I say, some people would say spiritual fitness, spiritual health, that is the foundation for our mental health. So as much as our heart is healthy and open and we're able to, to enjoy our life and enjoy our people and, and feel safe and feel like we're enough and feel inspired and passionate and all those things, we're able to be resilient when we're in that place. And then it's easier to, na to navigate the natural highs and lows of our emotions. Things that are sad are going to happen. Things that are scary are going to happen. And it really starts in our heart whether we're able to adapt and kind of flow with that and surf that to get to the next best outcome. So for our mental health and our physical health, let's all pay attention to our energetic health and maybe do some work on what that means to us and how we can get in touch with that and get that to a higher level of power. Exactly. Again, it's something that's more become more and more mainstream, which is good that people are Again, understand there's all three work together, but understand again, it starts with your, your core being, I guess you would Yeah, your being. So 
I appreciate you coming on. Let everybody know where they can find about the upcoming book and how they can join. Either go to Portal if you're in New York City anytime. And I know you guys have an online program as well that you could. You don't have to be in Manhattan. You can go anywhere and learn some of the techniques that Pam talked about today. Yeah, so portalprtl.com is how you can find our business. PamelaGold.com is how you can find anything personal, my personal stuff. Awesome. So, and we don't have a set. We don't have an exact date on the book release yet, correct? No. But look for so it. many things happening. Too, a lot of good stuff. A lot happening. of good definitely stuff. check her out. Check out Portal on social media. There's a lot of cool stuff they have on there, and it's showing kind of the the cool stuff that we talked about. You can see it in person or on social media and, and enjoy it. It's but PRTL on Instagram, right? And Formation is in Dubai. So buyformation.com or my partners in Dubai. Perfect. Thank you for coming on, and. Any of you want any links? I'll put some links in the show notes. A couple of things we talked about, so you don't have to worry about writing all this stuff down. Thanks you for tuning in for the Life Optimized podcast. We optimize your life, health, and mind. And stay tuned for some new episodes. See you guys soon. Whether you're an entrepreneur, a biohacker, or an athlete, if you're ready to take the next steps to optimize your life, visit drpaulvin.com. That's D O C T O R. P-A-U-L-V-I-N dot com.